Hello and welcome to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. My name is Austin. And I'm BJ. And uh, this week, uh, we wanted to talk about Dragon Quest Monsters Plus, because Volume 4 comes out on Tuesday in English, September 17th, Dragon Quest Monsters Plus Volume 4. So uh, we wanted to promote the Dragon Quest Monsters Plus manga because it's something that I super duper love. I'm trying to get BJ into right now, <laughs> and I want to get everybody into. Uh, so today we're all doing uh, our Dragon Quest Monsters Plus episode. Uh, BJ, I think, is also calling it the hashtag spiteful manga episode. Yeah, because none of you guys wanted us to talk about it. It was way low on our listener uh, our listener uh, request like poll that we did to see what you guys wanted to listen to. And we wanted to talk about it. And you guys necessarily didn't want to hear about it. So we're doing it anyway. <laughs> but not just out of spite. It is because we love it. Or I love it. Trying right. to get BJ into it. Trying to get other people into it. So this whole episode, I think, is just going to be me trying to convince everyone else <laughs> uh, to read the Dragon Quest Monsters Plus uh, manga. So for today, uh, we're mostly just talking about Dragon Quest Monsters Plus uh, because I super duper love it. Um, but we might touch on a few things like the Emblem of Roto manga, which I know we talked about in a previous episode because I'm reading a fan translation of it right now. Um, let's see. Uh, we might talk about, I know there was a request for the Dragon Quest Inomichi uh, manga, uh, which is uh, Road to Dragon Quest, is what that kind of translates oh, okay. into, which is kind of a, uh, it's pretty meta. It's basically like about Enix uh, back in their heyday and the road to them making uh, the Dragon Quest video game, the first Dragon oh. Quest game. Well, I didn't know that. I assumed it was kind of like an uh, Iskai anime. Well, I don't even say anime. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> um, but uh, one of the Iskai things where it was like going as a player to Dragon Quest, kind of like the uh, Your Story movie turns out. Uh, kind of like the there's a Final Fantasy manga uh, yeah. out too. I can't remember what it's called. There's like two or three volumes in English right now. I haven't read it. It's about like a a school Mm -hmm. A school kid, and he gets sucked into the world of Final Fantasy. Is it Lost Stranger or something like that? Maybe, something like that. But yeah, I mean, I remember Void telling me about it uh, when we were doing a Geek to Geek, and he read it and really liked it. Uh, I need to read it, because it sounds really cool that uh, I haven't read any... I've, I'm not a manga person. I haven't read a whole lot of manga at all. And Dragon Quest Monsters Plus is actually the first physical uh manga that i've owned and so it's taken me a while to get used to reading it and so i look forward to getting more and things like dragon quest and final fantasy uh like if it, if it is lost stranger or something else i want to be able to uh read those like i think that'll get me into reading it more than other things would have yeah and i um it's I, and I, i'm not a big uh manga person either um, it is Final Fantasy Lost Stranger, by the way. I looked it up just now. Okay. That's the one I'm talking about. Um, I'm not a big manga person either. I've probably only read like a handful of uh, different series before, and I don't think I've ever like finished any of them. Um, I read the first manga I ever read was actually Bleach uh, when oh. I was like in high school. Yeah. Uh, and I only got, it was like, I feel like it was semi-new at the time. 
Um, like I know the show over here hadn't gotten very far yet up to that point. I was like yeah. in high school and I, I read like a guy in my English class had like the first five or six volumes. And uh, whenever I would get done with my work in English class, he would uh, hand uh, a manga back to me and I would sit there and read it while everybody else in the class like finished up their work and stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so that was kind of my first one. And then I've read just a few other uh, random series here and there. But uh, whenever I f- found out that there was the Dragon Quest Monsters Plus and it was here in English, I was like, hey, definitely got to check that out. Um, I'm actually I've been rereading them uh, in preparation of volume four coming out because it's been so long. They so they release every like three months, basically. In English, right? In, in or is Eng- that in Japanese and then it's kind of on a stagger? No, no. It's already been released in Japanese. And then I think all of the Spanish versions are finished now, too. I definitely know from talking uh, to a couple of my Spanish-speaking uh, Dragon Quest friends that they were ahead of us when Volume 3 came out. They were, mm-hmm. like, on 4 or 5. Um, and so... Uh, but this one, you know, it comes out every three months here in English. And the first one I want to say came out back in like January, maybe. I think the second one was like April. And then the third one was June or July. This one's September. And then the fifth one's December. And it's like, like you said, it's fairly new, but I've heard a lot of stuff about it. Like this is one that since I joined the DQ fandom and started doing this this year, really, that it comes up a lot that the, uh, the DQ M plus, uh, manga series is like really beloved that going on Reddit and seeing everything, it's, uh, it's really, really popular. And apparently once you get into it uh because i think it starts pretty slow but once you get into it apparently it's like really 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 good like really engaging and i actually didn't know that because i'm not a big reddit person but just on twitter i feel like nobody ever talks about it and i know there's been a few people uh like a couple of our listeners who have like uh talked to me about it and but most of the the like one person I really talked to a lot about this is actually uh, at Liquid Metal Slime on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked a bunch. They actually, a while back, DM'd me a list of names because we were uh, kind of nerding out and comparing names between the Spanish version that they read, the English version that I'm reading, and then the Japanese version, like what the characters were named. <laughs> yeah, that's super geeky. Like, it's <laughs> awesome. Like, that's the kind of thing that I love doing and knowing about, but that is like ultra, like hardcore geeky. And I think it's great. Yeah, I mean, they, they just DM me to ask me what a character's name was in volume three. And I was like, uh, you know, uh, I'll tell you as soon as I get to the end of it, because they didn't tell me what character. They were just like, hey, there's going to be somebody at the end. Don't want to spoil it for me. But if you can just let me know what their name is in English. And so that kind of sparked up a conversation. And we were going back and forth about uh, just how uh, the DQ names like kind of uh, it's like they name the they use the same names, but they don't seem to have any reasoning for it. Um, <laughs> like, what do you mean? Well, I don't want to spoil it, but uh, let's just say a character, for example, uh, recently I was talking to him because uh, I've been reading the Emblem of Roto right. uh, stuff digitally uh, online, and there's a location that uh, shares the same name as a hero that shows up in Dragon Quest Monsters Plus, one of the heroes from one of the mainline games. Oh, okay. Um, and so that's why I don't want to spoil it for people, but they, they make an appearance, and They've never had a name before, and in the in Dragon Quest Monsters Plus manga, they actually give that character a name. The hero. 
the hero. Okay. Yeah, a name. And it's different between Spanish, Japanese, and English. But in huh. the Spanish, tra- but in the English translation for Emblem of Roto, the, uh, this country shares the same name, but there doesn't seem to be any reason for it whatsoever. And is Emblem of Roto the one that's fan translated? I think it's a fan translation. Yeah, I just found it on mangarock.com. Ah, okay. And I'm, I think it's a fan translation. I really don't know. It's a really good, I mean, it seems like a really good translation. Like, I mean, uh, but I'm, I think it's fan translated, but I'm really not sure. I'm a really big fan of fan translations of pretty much any kind, just because of the, the love that goes into it for someone to have to do that. Um, I really started appreciating it when I was like 15 years old and I played the Final Fantasy V emulator ROM before we had it in English that I think it was like Chris Kohler and a bunch of the others, uh, his group, uh, put it together and actually did that. And it was an excellent translation and it's still my favorite translation of Final Fantasy V. And, uh, there's a really good boss fights book that is uh, on that and how the translation process goes and like what gets somebody into doing that fan translation kind of like you were talking about uh, on the rocket slime episode with the f- the interview on rpg site about the rocket slime 3 translators and uh like i love fan translations because of that like i'm really excited to go through the dragon quest monsters caravan heart translation because i've played a little bit of it so far and it makes Kiefer really sympathetic and interesting whereas i don't feel like he's that way in the in the final fantasy or not final fantasy 7 uh dragon quest 7 and so i'm looking forward to uh, seeing how like all of these characters in the fan translations you can see the love for them kind of a lot more in a way than you would in a in a, a an official uh, translation, like I don't know, I love fan translations. So the emblem of Roto being that makes me makes me really happy. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it is. I don't want to like unequivocally say yes, it's a fan translation, right? Uh, but I'm I'm fairly certain it is. I think we provided the link to Manga Rock in uh, I think the so Q and A episode we did because I brought it up in that episode. Uh, but really, really quickly uh, before we talk about Dragon Quest Monsters Plus, uh, I just want to. Uh, I tell people what it's about. For those of you who don't know, uh, almost like my, uh, let's call it like the elevator pitch, I guess, <laughs> yeah. uh, for Dragon Quest Monsters Plus. So, um, so it is, it's a spinoff manga series. Uh, the guy that wrote it, his name is Hine Yoshizaki. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. Uh, some people may know him from, he wrote, uh, Sergeant Frog back in like the nineties, uh, which I actually read just a little bit of, uh, in, uh, because I liked uh, Dragon Quest Monsters Plus so much, I, I found some Sergeant Frog stuff and read it, and I'll talk about that in a second, too. But back to the elevator pitch, uh, it's basically about an MM, uh, which is a monster master, and this MM, his name's Cleo, uh, and then he and he gets a little buddy slime named Slib. They go on adventures uh, to tame monsters, and they search for Terry, uh, Terry, who some of you would know from Dragon Quest VI, and his own Dragon Quest Monsters game. Uh, it was released in Japan, and then it came here on the Game Boy Color, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the game featured Millie, who's also from Dragon Quest VI, uh, and Terry, although he's in Dragon Quest Monsters Plus Manga quite a bit, uh, so far we haven't really seen Millie, and the volumes have been released in English. Uh, but I have a I have a theory, and it's a pretty far-out theory, but I'm thinking a character might be Millie in the manga. It hasn't said it's her, 
And I don't really want to spoil anything here uh, because I'm trying to encourage people to go check this stuff out. But um, but I do have a theory that a character might be Millie. uh, And I guess we'll see uh, if that's true or not. Maybe not. There may be no twists at all. But I feel like there's a character that's probably going to end up being Millie. Uh, But they haven't called her Millie yet on the show. And what's super interesting to me is that Cleo, the main character of the manga plus, or Monsters Plus, is he's not in a game that I don't think, at least, I've never seen reference to him in any of the Monsters games or or the uh, references that I've read about it. So he is completely within the manga, but interacts with multiples of the uh, the manga or the game characters. And so it kind of puts an interesting timeline on things because like Terry, uh, when the game starts, is a kid, but I think he's an adult whenever... He's in uh, the Mon- the Monsters Plus, so it puts it in a strange place with Dragon Quest VI as well. So I really, I don't understand the timeline, but I think it's interesting that they're doing more to play with it than simply prequels when yeah. they're kids. No, Terry's still a kid. Is he? Yeah. Because it looked like an adult whenever, uh, at the beginning of this, when it's talking about Terry, or no, it shows the, Terry. The, so, so I'll just get into that. The very beginning, the first five pages of Volume 1 is actually basically the end of the video game okay yeah i guess he is a kid going back i rem- i remembered like i'm looking at it right now i really thought that he was an adult but it he does look like a kid so i'm wrong <laughs> straight up wrong <laughs> um but yeah so so i think that's kind of the cool thing is that uh so if the manga starts off and it, it's the like end of dragon quest monsters the terry one and then um it's like but that's old hat. And then it goes straight into like the new story with Cleo and everything, uh, which I think is interesting. And that's an actual quote. It calls it old hat, which I think is really funny. The translation uh, of this manga is great. It's hilarious. And it's so tongue in cheek and kind of meta about everything. It's kind of like reading a Deadpool comic just because of the way that it interacts with the reader. It uh, it points stuff out in the background and is like, I'm sorry about this. Or or just there was one I read this morning, actually, that I thought was uh, hilarious that I'm, I'm actually looking for right now. When he meets the slime, it's uh, I don't remember what he says, but there's something in here I can't find where like it'll show you what the animate like what the animation should be instead of normal like comic book reading between the panels. It's like it'll show Terry or uh, Cleo glancing over or it's like and then the slime turned around angrily or something kind of narrates it. And it, it points out like not that's not what you think it is like. I love it. I just love the 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 side notes. To- pointing at the audience in the in the art not even within the 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 text of the the book i just i love how funny and, and quirky it is which which really goes in really great to the next part i wanted to talk about which is uh what if you don't like manga if you're not a manga person uh why would you give dragon quest monsters plus a shot and so kind of like we mentioned already you and I, neither one, are really the biggest manga people. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, we've both enjoyed uh, what this one has had to offer so far. And I think part of that, kind of going along with what you said, is that uh, it's easy to follow. This one is. Like, the speech bubbles aren't too busy, which is a complaint I have with some manga I've read. Mm-hmm. It's like the speech bubbles, it's not too busy. 
Uh, they don't worry about, there's, it's not too much overcrowding with like the sounds and speech and stuff during battle scenes, especially. Right. Um, and so for me, um, it's like, it's very easy to read. It's probably some of the easiest manga I've ever read, just in terms of figuring out where some of the transitions go from page to page, especially yep. the, the action that's happening. Um, I don't know if anybody out there has read the Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories manga. Um, but it is, it has some of the like worst action, uh, like continuity pacing I've ever seen. Like it's very difficult, much like the story. It is very hard. <laughs> it is very hard to figure out what's happening in that manga. It's just yeah. kind of, it's just very all over the place. Um, and so, uh, that's kind of like the, the example I use when I'm thinking about how bad like pacing and transitions are and continuity and between panels. One. And this, this one's really good. I feel like. Yeah, it's really, really good about that because one of the things that always puts me off on manga is just how how chaotic it is. And I understand that that's part of the medium that that I'm just not used to. But this one is uh, is much easier to read. It's almost like this one is is aimed at children, and I like that because I'm a child when it comes to manga. And uh, like I was looking through this one, like for some of the action and things like I was talking about. And there's a, a platypunk in one of the battles. And he's really sweaty and wet, and it just has beside him a damp ducky. Like there's there's absolutely no reason for that. It's just a it's, joke. It's just, yeah. it's just a joke that you look at him. It's like it's a damp ducky, and it's like <laughs> it is. And that's what draws me into this. That's why I like reading this. Why every single time I pick it up, I giggle to myself because there's something completely silly about it. Even though the 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 story that's being told takes itself seriously. Yeah. And for me, um, like I was actually very pleasantly surprised by it because I, I bought volume one, like way back, like I said, at the beginning of the year, which is why I'm rereading it now because there's, I, I've read it, I think twice this year. Um, oh, wow. I, I, I reread it before three came out because you know, the time from like, January, February to June or July, there's a, you know, felt like a lot had happened. So I, I reread it and then I'm rereading the first three volumes now because it's, it's pretty easy reading. Like I can get through it very fast. And, um, for me, I was pleasantly surprised because I don't like Terry very much. Mm, yeah. Um, I remember you talking about that actually a lot, just on here and off where Terry, you don't understand why people adore Terry. Yeah. For me, I never used him in Dragon Quest VI because you get him so late in the game that my other, the other characters that I had been used to playing for like, you know, 40, 50 hours before that, I, you know, I had their vocations and all these things up really well. And when Terry first joins you, he does have a couple of vocations to try to, so he's not too far behind, you know, but I just, uh, I never really used him. And then I absolutely hate him in the Dragon Quest Heroes spinoff games, like Dragon Quest Heroes 1 and 2. He's in both of them. And I don't know if I hate his character, but it's it's like the voice actor, the way, the dialogue that they give Terry and the voice actor in that, where he's just like really cocky and like kind of a jerk. And I feel like he's not a very good character to play in those games. <laughs> and like, so, I don't know Terry. Like I've I've actually not played six, and I haven't uh, played to the point in Heroes or Heroes Two to get him. Like, what kind of fighter is he in Heroes and Heroes Two? He's basically I know I think I've said this on the show before. He's basically just a knockoff Link. It's kind of like oh, okay. It's kind of like Toriyama was like I want to draw Link, but I don't want to get sued for it, and he made Terry. Um, like in 
in six and like in monsters, he kind of has a blue uh, mm-hmm. outfit, but then yeah. in heroes, it's more of a green color. Um, and I think you and I, I don't know if we've talked about it on the show or just like to each other, but you know, I said, I thought that was because of like a limited color palette for the, uh, right. for the super Famicom when six originally came out that they made it blue instead of green, but I don't know, whatever the reason is now it's green. He is way greener. Like I just looked up the heroes pictures and it's way greener tint of blue than it is in the games. Like it's a light sky blue and everything else. And this one is more of a greenish teal where if you just kind of look at it, he does look like Link. You're yeah. right. And he's got, he's got like the little hat and all of that. And um, like, and I don't think that was the original intent because I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast and who like Dragon Quest have the art book. Mm-hmm. And it, in the art book, there's even some um, like concept art of a, of a guy that basically became Terry later right. on. And he's all in like gray, his clothes are gray and things like that. And then, um, you know, that person, that character eventually became Terry. And so Terry, he has like a sword and shield, just like Link. Uh, but his big thing in Heroes 2 is he's always like, I'm the greatest swordsman in the world. I'm looking for a legendary sword. No one can beat me. <laughs> and he talks like that, and he's just super annoying. And like, I do not understand at all why people like Terry. But that's that, that's an argument for another day. Either yeah. way, I don't like Terry, but I was pleasantly surprised in this one. I think it's because Terry's in it, but he's not like super duper in it. <laughs> Like, he's not, you don't follow Terry, you follow Cleo. Right. And I think Cleo is just, I think he's really likable. He's kind of that, uh, like, for lack of a better term, he's kind of like the wiener the wiener kid. Yeah. Like, he, he doesn't really do much, he's kind of lazy, he's always thinking about food, but he's likable, and he's, like, earnest, I guess, is a good word to describe him. Oh, yeah. And yeah, so... he is. Um, so, for, like, those reasons, like, I think you really like Cleo... Uh, like early on, and uh, I mean, for me, like the interactions between Cleo and Slib the slime, yeah, um, are like my favorite parts of the month. Mo- That's what really gets me reading the other volumes is because I like their friendship and I like their uh, just their back and forth and like their repartee. Yeah, this slime has so much personality that this is a slime I would not eat. <laughs> you would not eat. That's right. <laughs> I, would eat, I would not eat Slib. <laughs> um. And so I, I like that, and just even the characters from the the video game, um, I feel like are uh, are interesting. And uh, you know, there's characters like Omelet, who's the uh, she's like the egg person. She looks mm-hmm. at the monster eggs, and like she's the egg evaluator or whatever. And she's super weird. Um, she can get a little annoying because she like has a huge crush on Terry and Cleo. She's that kind of like character, yeah. you know. And, um, but one of my favorite parts, honestly, in like any of the volumes, and this isn't too much of a spoiler because it's just about like a speech bubble, but, um, is she's having an argument with Machiko, who's one of the other MMs and mm-hmm. she's like supposed to be this like super attractive, you know, MM. And so Omelette's having an argument with Machiko because she's jealous that Machiko is talking to Cleo and in Machiko's speech bubble, like a, a few panels above that, there's a little heart in it. To like show that she's talking sweet to Cleo mm-hmm. and Omelette, she's she says something along the lines of, "I saw that heart in the speech bubble. I know what you're trying to do. Get away from my man." That's what I love so much. That's the kind of thing that makes me want to read stuff like this. 
that that does and uh i i just i love it i haven't gotten to that part yet but i love it were, th- were there some moments that are just like really meta and kind of break break down the fourth wall um and that's that's probably my favorite instance of that is just because she actually calls attention to the heart being in a speech bubble mm-hmm. and for me that so that happens in volume one and for me i was enjoying volume one up until that point because there it's pretty humorous along the way and the story and the story and characters are interesting. Yeah. But for me, that was the moment where I was just like, I love this. <laughs> yeah. And the, uh, there's one where the King is getting very angry and uh-huh. he's talking to Cleo and the King of great tree and he's pointing at him just like with his finger out. And the finger has like on the, the front digit that just says, I'm in charge here. I'm in charge here. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, remember I, that. I love it. It's like, there's, there's no reason for that because you tell what's going on, but it's like, that's, that's a nice touch to show just how, how character caricatured this King is being right there. Yeah. And, um, I, I really like the King too. The King, uh, the King of great tree, which great tree, you know, is one of the locations, uh, from the video game. And so the king is there. I have no clue what the deal is with our jester, the little, the jester that hangs out with the king. He really creeps me out. He's weird. And I don't, um, like, I don't understand him even a little bit. Uh, I'm not sure if it's like a cultural divide or if it's like a translation thing or what, but our jester, um, I feel like. He's creepier than he's supposed to be, and he's not as funny as he's supposed to be to me. I don't know. Some I don't know what our jester's deal is. Uh, maybe we'll never know. But um, he, he's kind of a weirdo, you know. He he is. I like reading him, but he is creepy, and maybe that's the thing. Like I, I just took it as he's this creepy little character that he's there, and he's like, oh, what in the world? Yeah, and as far as I know, I think our jester is only in the manga. Like he, I, don't, that, I, don't, I was going to ask about that, actually, because I don't remember him in anything else. Yeah, as far as I know, he's he's unique to this uh, manga series. And if if we're wrong, you know, I'm sure somebody can let us know. But, um, uh, you know, to my knowledge, that's the thing. Uh, Maman, which is, he's the master monster tamer, so they mashed monster, master monster together, and he's Maman. He's kind of like the old mentor uh to Terry and then to Cleo in this story. Um, and he's really likable. He's got some cool monsters uh, that he's recruited and uses in battle and stuff like that. Uh, so I really like uh, Maman. Uh, one of my favorite monsters other than Slib is probably Junior, uh, which show, who shows up later in Volume 1. I don't uh, think he, I know Junior. I don't think I've gotten there in this he, one. He's a small fry, so, you know, he's like a baby dragon. yeah. And he's actually he's actually supposed to be the son of Orochi from uh, which is like the big three headed boss dragon thing from uh, from Dragon Quest three. Oh, okay, that, uh, in, that's in, hilarious. In Japan, um, there's a very similar story in Dragon Quest eleven that kind of mirrors Japan and Orochi and all that kind of stuff. But um, but yeah, Junior they call him Junior because he's basically supposed to be like Orochi Junior. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's even a funny part uh, in the manga where Orochi talks about how, like, his, um, he's the son of the Minister of Monsters or whatever is the yeah. title they give Orochi. Okay. And he goes back to the house and Orochi has left a, um, a note that says something along the lines of, like, uh, 
hey, I'm leaving, don't wait up, sincerely Orochi, or something like that. So he abandoned his child. Which is also weird, because Orochi, I thought, was female in Dragon Quest Three. Right. Um, Like, I thought Orochi was female, and then in the manga, like, they say dad, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I'm pretty sure they use masculine pronouns and stuff to talk about Orochi. Yeah. Um, when, uh, whenever they bring Orochi up just very briefly. Um, and so, um, anyway, I don't know what the deal is there because I really thought Orochi was female in the video game. So I'm kind of, uh, I, I don't know. We'll have to look that up later sometime. But, yeah, um, I don't know. but anyway, going back to a few more characters here that I think might encourage people, uh, to read this, uh, it's what about is in it. Uh, he's from some, a uh, several previous Monsters games. He makes appearances in those games. Um, You know, especially the one with Terry. Uh, He's kind of like the, kind of like the guide spirit or whatever you want to call it. He's the spirit from Great Tree. Okay. Um, What about, makes me think of Utapau from Star Wars (laughs) every time I see his name. Uh, But what about, I love the the character design for what about. Um, Actually, this morning I was looking up to see, uh, if they make any plushes of what about? They uh, do, by the way. They totally do. There's pretty much plushes for everything there's in some... Dragon Quest that we have a hard time getting here. Yeah, and so and the prices for what about weren't too bad on like eBay and on like Amiami and stuff. Yeah, uh, those were the two places I just happened to stumble upon. This I always morning. forget about Amiami. I, I like using them. They I, I usually follow their links through their eBay store. Is what yeah. usually ends up happening. Um, but you know. They came through, so just very briefly. And this is not a paid endorsement. This is just a good experience I had with them. Um, you know, I was wanting Karuchi from Dragon Quest Eleven, the little taco Spirit of Lost Time guy. Yep. And uh, he was out of stock everywhere that I looked. And on AmiAmi, uh, I just I, they had like a customer support contact that you could send it and see if they could find get it back in stock for you. Yeah. And I just sent in a request, and then a couple of weeks later, they sent me an email back and was like, "Hey, we found one." Um, Please respond within so-and-so time to confirm you want it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I remember and, that. Uh, yeah, and I ordered it, and they sent it to me. And, I, you know, I mean, that was a very pleasant experience I had with them. So I, I uh, always try to, you know, check their site out because I feel like their pricing and shipping is just as good as, uh, you know, any other place like that. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but anyway, what about, I really like him. His kind of foil character, I guess, is Warabao, uh, who is the spirit from... Great Log, right? Is he from I Great Log or Dead Tree? Don't know. I think he's from Great Log. Um, and he's he was in Dragon Warrior Monsters, the one with Terry. Uh, and I know he was... I definitely know he was in Dragon Warriors 2 as well. But he was kind of like a more calmed down version. He wasn't quite as evil. <laughs> and then in the manga, he's just kind of like a mischievous little character. Um, the comparison that I thought of was kind of like Iago from the Disney Aladdin movies. Okay. You know how he's kind of like, he's really evil in the first Aladdin and he's helping Jafar, but then he's kind of just like a little cranky, grumpy guy that doesn't really want to help the heroes in the second one. Yep. But then he's just kind of like a part of the team, like by the third one. That he's, yeah. I feel like Warabao is kind of like that. Like, I mean, he definitely causes mischief. Um, And like in Dragon Quest Monsters Plus... Uh, it's a big mystery right now because he seems to be helping Cleo in his own way. 
Like, it seems like he's... Re- because Wadabao and Terry have kind of vanished in this story. Like, people are looking for them. Yeah. And as a reader, you kind of find out stuff with Terry early on. Wadabao is still kind of a mystery. And then with Warabao, it's a, it's a mystery in that you don't know... He seems to be helping Cleo, and but you're not sure because he is a bad guy in other games. And so I'm, I, I don't know what his deal is. I'm very interested in seeing, um, you know, what is to become of Warabao because initially he just pops up. He basically shoves Cleo and Slib and Junior through like a traveler's gate, oh, okay. uh, which is, you know, how they travel between worlds and stuff. And, um, but then it's kind of like, it seems like he's trying, he did that to encourage them on their journey in hopes that they're going to like find Terry and Wadabao and like restore order to all the worlds. Yeah. So it seems kind of like he's, um, you know, working for the good. And I'm pretty sure he's from Great Log. Wherever he's from, the people there don't really like him very much. He's uh, like their, okay. he's like their spirit, but he's kind of like this mischievous, grumpy spirit. And so, mm-hmm. like, no one in his tree likes him. I'm pretty sure it's Great Log. But um, anyway, so the characters are really good. I highly. You know, that's another reason why I highly recommend this manga and why I really fell in love with it uh, to begin with. Uh, I know we've got uh, quite a bit more stuff to talk about just with Dragon Quest Monsters Plus. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, let's talk really quickly uh, in that segment we like to call Shameless Self-Promotion. That's not even music. That was just gunfire. <laughs> that was <laughs> finger guns in you, too. <laughs> um, so uh, I guess the first thing is don't forget uh, we have our first bonus episode up on our Patreon page for all patron tiers. Uh, so do you want to speak a little bit about that, PJ? So no matter what uh, what tier you are, you can go on to patreon.com slash FM and listen to the bonus episode that we've done. More of those will be coming out. You can get a custom Discord role for uh, the geek to geek Media Discord and talk about uh, all the uh, cool Dragon Quest stuff that we do, as well as uh, you can uh, have a tier where you can tell us what you want us to talk about, and we will do an episode for you. So check that out at patreon.com slash dragonquestfm. All right, and then uh, the other thing I just wanted to mention really quickly, this also isn't a paid endorsement, but uh, you know, from time to time, you and I like to kind of... Uh, showcase a few things that like people within the fandom are doing. Yep. Um, and so I actually stumbled upon this a couple of nights ago. I DM'd the person and asked them if I could mention this on the show. They said yes. Uh, but I actually bought one. But uh, right now, uh, you can actually go to Store Envy, and we're going to put the link in the show notes for you. Uh, but uh, Kyrie uh, is her name. She's made Dragon Quest Charms of the Heroes. They are uh, really cool. I've and they, been looking at these for about a week on uh, trying to decide if and which ones I want to order because they're so cute. And I wanted I wanted to get them all, but I was trying to be responsible. And right now, the promo is ending soon. Um, she wanted me to be sure to mention that. The promo is ending soon. Uh, but right now, it, they're like $9 a piece. If you buy four of them, it's $30. If you buy all of them, it's $65. And I really want all of them, especially uh, some things I thought that were cool about the heroes from four and nine is that they're reversible. So it's the guy on one side and the girl on the other. 
Right, and these are like acrylic charms that are, I think, about two to two and a half inches uh, that come with a phone strap to hook it to your phone and also like just hang where they're just like acrylic ornaments and uh, charms. Like they are really cool. Like these designs are super pretty. And so I bought one. Because I was like, at the, you know, trying to be responsible, semi-responsible with my right. money. Uh, so um, I bought one. I decided on Eleven uh, because right. Eleven, uh, you know, is probably my favorite hero. And so I settled on Eleven, got that. Uh, if you're some of the first people to order, uh, she also sends you a, a piece of slime candy. Right. With your order. And I super, I really hope I got in uh, early enough. Early enough. Candy, yeah. yeah. But the thing is, is you get one and I'm like, do I want to put it with my, all my DQ toys or do I want to eat it and see what it tastes like? I, I kind of <laughs> want to eat it. Like that's the problem. Is see if it I tastes like it, lime. And, and, yeah, I do. That, that's <laughs> it. I want to see if it tastes like lime. And I know I could ask, but it's not the same. It's not the same as popping a slime into your mouth and <laughs> just chomping down. So, but either way, I think I re- I'm really hoping uh, I get a slime candy with this. Uh, but I just wanted to mention it today because I think it's really cool. And, uh, you know, we like to encourage everybody in the Dragon Quest fandom. Uh, we like to try to promote other people's stuff on here, too. Yeah. Um, and they so, are really, really cool. So we'll have the link in the notes for you to check that out. Uh, and while it is a pre-order right now, I'm assuming it's going to be a continuous item. And uh, she has other kinds of items on the store as well. But these are uh, particularly cool. Yeah. So uh, so let's get back to our uh, Dragon Quest Monsters Plus discussion. Uh, this part I'm going to try to keep as spoiler-free as possible. There may be a few minor spoilers. Uh, I just want to kind of briefly mention that there are all a lot, a lot of callbacks uh, to the mainline Dragon Quest series within uh, Dragon Quest Monsters Plus, which is one of the things I really love about it. Um, I don't want to get too specific because I want to avoid spoilers. Uh, you know, Terry obviously is in it, uh, like we mentioned earlier. Millie is also in it. Both of those are from Dragon Quest VI. Um, but also, uh, I was pleasantly surprised because several villains and heroes... Uh, from the Urtric trilogy, make appearances. That's um, really, really cool. Like, yeah. I didn't know that they were doing it in the manga like that. Yeah, so I'm going to be purposefully vague here, uh, but there are a few uh, heroes and a few villains uh, from the Urtric trilogy that show up. Um, so, you know, if you've played the Urtric trilogy, you love the Urtric trilogy, uh, and you haven't read this, I would think you would really enjoy just seeing the references and everything, because I've really uh, enjoyed that, especially... Uh, when I first, when I read volume one, I had just finished beating the Erdrick trilogy. Mm, um, like okay. I beat, I beat one, two, and three just back to back to back there at the beginning of this year. And um, so when I read the first one, um, I was fairly fresh off of all of those. And so it was really uh, kind of a serendipitous thing. Uh, and anyway, I really enjoyed it. Um, and then uh, they also, there's some locations that you'll find. Uh, from those games that will show up because Cleo and his, you know, little crew of monsters, they travel through those traveler gates and they end up in other worlds. And so because of that, uh, it's, I guess really, you know, it's unlimited with where they can go and who they can meet. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so uh, I've really just found it fun to see, uh, you know, heroes, villains, locations, and even just kind of Easter eggs uh, from the Erdrick trilogy. Yeah, um, that have shown up, uh, you know, in this series. I think that's really cool. Um, I, now, are there uh, any any 
callbacks to uh, in the games to these characters having monsters like this, like having interactions with monsters when they're younger. Like because I haven't seen any in seven uh, for like Kiefer and Caravan Heart, and I didn't know if there was any in six with Terry or in the uh, Heroes games where he mentions doing anything like this in his youth. Yeah, no, so. Well, see, the big the big reason that there's not really is because the mainline games came out first, right? But there are so in the in the remake of Dragon Quest VI, uh, they uh, did add in the mechanic that is both I think a, because people love the monster recruiting mechanic in Dragon Quest V, yeah. But also Terry um, is uh, you know was in the monsters game, and so. Uh, you can actually recruit uh, a few monsters, not nearly as many as five has, but you can recruit uh, quite a few monsters in the DS remake of six. Yeah. And um, one of them is the Hackosaurus. Okay. And um, you can't uh, recruit. Uh, you can't recruit him until you get Terry in your party, and then you have to go find the Hackosaurus. The Hackosaurus and Terry they fight in front of you early in Dragon Quest six. Right. And then. You, uh, whenever Terry finally gets in your party, you put him in your party, you go find, uh, the Hackosaurus is like in jail. Okay. Um, and you can find the Hackosaurus before then. You just can't do anything with him. And you go to the Hackosaurus and, uh, anyway, the Hackosaurus will join you if Terry's in your party. Um, which I think is kind of like some like allusions and references right. to Dragon Quest six. Um, and uh, but yeah, other than that, uh, not to my knowledge, I think it's just kind of one of those things that they're always Dragon Quest Monsters games. They're like they're kids, and they usually pick a uh, a popular character they, to go ahead oops. and uh, be the protagonist. Right, kind of like we're getting Eric and his mm-hmm. sister Mia in uh, the new game that we'll hopefully hear something new about one of these days. <laughs> oh, I hope! Oh my goodness. Um, you get, you know, Terry and Millie in the first one. Um, Dragon Warrior Monsters 2 had uh, new characters. I can't mm-hmm. remember the, the two names, but it was a boy and a girl as well. Yeah, off the top of my head, I've been seeing it on eBay a lot when I've been looking at it. And for some reason, just right now, my, my brain is not, it doesn't like it. I can't remember. Yeah, and you get Kiefer and uh, Caravan Heart, uh, like you said. Um, and so... Um, so yeah, I think just because the mainline games have come out first, they haven't really, um, they haven't really made too many references or any that I've really picked up on. At least if there are, uh, that th- the whole thing with Terry and the Hackosaurus in the remake of Six is probably, the, I want to say, the cl- as close as it comes. Right. <laughs> um, and then, you know, speaking of manga, we're supposed to get some manga with Eric. Yeah. Uh, that should be out already, right? Uh, should it's coming be. out pretty soon? I know it was supposed to come out before. Wait, was it the twenty first that it was coming out? I, I, yeah, it's sometime soon. Anyway, it's before Dragon Quest Eleven S releases. Uh, you're gonna get uh, an Eric one off that uh, has a code that lets you get the special outfit in Eleven S. Right. Um, it's gonna be released in the book that's TBD. I think is going to be a you know a book version of the manga because it's just appearing in an issue, uh, and I can't even remember the issue of the magazine it's going to be in right now. I'm but, looking to see if um, there's anything in uh, in online. I can't remember the date. It, it's killing me. Yeah, I can't remember either. 
But, um, you know, I assume that Eric manga that we're getting is going to tie in to the Dragon Quest Monsters um, series that we're going to get from him eventually. Because it is a prequel. Right, yes. And so, um, and because of the outfit that you get, um, right. all of it makes me think that maybe it's going to be Eric uh, when he's younger. Uh, so hopefully we'll, we'll you know, find that out uh, soon, because I think you're right. I think it's like uh, coming out around the 21st. I think it was in my show notes from one of the episodes you and I did with like our news roundup. So we'll just have to look back at that sometime. We'll um, debut in the October issue of V-Jump, and it says in August 21st, but I don't, hmm. I haven't seen anything about it. Yeah, weird. We'll have to, uh, now I'm going to have to scour the internet trying to find details. Yeah, because uh, I've not seen that. that comic at all. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so you know, I know you and I today, we've talked mostly, really, just about Volume 1, and we did that kind of intentionally because we don't want to spoil a lot of plot points that happen along the way because we really want to encourage everybody listening to check out uh, the Dragon Quest Monsters Plus manga series. And they're um, fairly cheap, that you can get them oh, yeah. on Amazon. I got the first volume, I think, for $11 uh, physically, and I think that the Kindle and Comixology versions that you can read digitally, uh, you can get for a $6, maybe, $5.99, $6.99. So oh. they're, they're terribly affordable when it comes to a, a big collection of uh, manga like this and and i think i paid i've paid about nine dollars for each of them okay um and i've i've got volume four pre-ordered and it was like 950 i think they're all in the nine dollar range eight upper eights to like nine dollar range on amazon right now all right so we'll, maybe we'll, we can put some maybe affiliate links under the note so if you want to buy it and help us out maybe just click on that link so we get like 30 cents or whatever <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but but seriously if you want to help us out and uh buy the manga which you should uh then you know we'll put affiliate links down at the bottom of the show notes here so that you can just click on that and uh follow it but uh, right anyway now on amazon as of this recording the first dqm plus is eight dollars and 37 cents right so yeah so i mean that's like what just don't eat at like a fast food place one day <laughs> that's true um that, that's kind of how i justify it actually is because i'm like uh, when I bought volume four, it was like nine bucks. And I'm just like, eh, I just won't eat at Taco Bell one day. <laughs> that's, that, and that's a lot. That is a sacrifice for you. If anyone doesn't understand how much you love Taco Bell, oh my that gosh, if, yeah. if you hear him say, I'll just not eat at Taco Bell. That is, that is like most people saying like, I don't think I'm going to breathe tomorrow. I will. I wish. So the dream is that Taco Bell would like sponsor our show. <laughs> uh, like, I don't e I don't even want money from them. Just like if they could give me like some like burritos or like Baja Blast, like <laughs> it, like every so often, like I would just you know I would put a Taco Bell ad in every shameless self promotion segment. Uh, oh like so, if anyone if anyone with connections at Taco Bell wants to hook me up, um, I would love to uh, to promote some Taco Bell on the show because it's we like. It's not, here's the thing though, and maybe, I, I don't know what this says about me as a human being, Taco Bell isn't just like my favorite fast food restaurant, it's just my favorite place to eat, period. Period, yes. At like, all. Like, just at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 
And, and it's, it's, it's my favorite food. Like some people, their favorite food is like pizza. Some people, their favorite food is like mac and cheese. My favorite food is just Taco Bell. Like nothing specific, <laughs> just Taco Bell. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm not exaggerating. No, like it's a hundred percent true. Um, my wife always says she really liked Taco Bell until we got married. And then I want to pick up Taco Bell so often that it's kind of almost made her tired of it. Yep. Because, uh, I, you know, want to eat there just as much as possible. Um, and just to you know, share with everyone about this, uh, too much information about you. You're lactose intolerant, so Taco Bell is not exactly the best thing for you to be <laughs> eating. And so while we worked together, uh, Austin and I used to run a tutoring lab together, and he couldn't eat Taco Bell during the week because of that. But on Friday afternoons when we got off, he would stop at Taco Bell and bring himself home uh, the whatever it was that he wanted, and then that way he had the week to recover from Taco Bell and then come to work on Monday without being sick. Like, that's how much this man loves Taco Bell, is that he willingly puts himself through a weekend of torment so that he can eat it. So that's true. That, you know, that's our little tangent on how much Austin loves Taco Bell. Wait, and I just have one more Taco Bell tangent. Really quickly, <laughs> I just need to mention that the Triple Double Crunchwrap Supreme box is back where like you get one of those. It's like five bucks and you get like a taco and a drink or whatever. And those are like my favorite. The like triple double ones, you know, that have like the extra cheese in them mm -hmm. and stuff. And uh, anyway, I've loved them so much that I've eaten what I've eaten them twice this week already. And oh we're recording goodness. this on Wednesday. We are. <laughs> And, and my goodness, and, and you work at home now, so a lot of times, so at least that helps. Yeah, that well, and helps the, the Taco Bell. And there's like the lactate, uh, like chewable things that you can, uh, eat that kind of help with the, like, sickness of right. being lactose intolerant. But it's kind of like, it's about 75, 25, whether it's going to work or not. Uh, so it's sometimes a gamble, but I always take one. You, you um, always, you always gamble for Taco Bell. That's right. Uh, moving, <laughs> moving on here though. Um, so really, uh, you know, getting toward the end of the episode, um, I just kind of wanted to talk about, you know, what's next, uh, with the series, avoiding spoilers, of course, but, um, I, I just want to mention too, that apart from the mainline games, this is probably my favorite DQ spinoff. Like even like I'm talking about spinoff games, spinoff anything, uh, I would say that Dragon Quest Monsters Plus, the manga, is my favorite Dragon Quest spinoff, period. Oh, wow. Kind of like I am with Builders 2. This is really where that falls in. Yeah, and, you know, I've really enjoyed the Heroes Dragon Quest games. Th those would probably be my favorite spinoff games. But just talking about spinoffs in general, uh, like this manga series, I think I love more than any of the spinoff games. And I, I really love the spinoff games, so I just, I just kind of... I guess speaks to how much I love uh, this manga series. Yeah, for um, real. So for me, I really don't know what to expect with this series because vo Volume 5, which I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, it comes out in December sometime in English. Um, it's billed as the final volume, that this is like the end. Mm -hmm. uh, which makes me a little sad, you know, that there's only going to be five volumes of this. Um, and, you know, uh, right now, four comes out on Tuesday. Five would come out in... Like what, roughly three months? Yeah, so I mean, from you're looking now. at December, if it's if it it'll be out by Christmas if they're following the same release plan because it's December or it's September seventeenth is when four comes out. Yeah, and so it's usually the big uh, early December tenth. Yeah, I started to say it's usually like the early to mid 
the middle part of that month every three months. So yep, it's showing uh, December tenth for the pre-order on Amazon for five. And I will say I'm a little nervous. So this will this will probably be the only negative thing you hear me say about Dragon Quest Monsters Plus because I really don't have complaints with this series at all. But I am a little nervous because I really loved Volume One and Two, but Three I was a little disappointed in, and I I. If anybody has read, I've done some posts of this on my Dragon Quest blog, but um, for me, 3 was a little disappointing just because they in- they tried to introduce a bunch of other characters. Right. And um, a-, a lot of it focuses on Dino is the name of a character that like right. you don't even see Cleo or Slib or any of those characters for like a huge chunk of Volume 3. Hmm. And then they have all these side characters. Most of them are monster uh, masters or MMs, um, and so uh, so they introduce a bunch of those side characters that I don't really care about, and you don't necessarily spend enough time in Volume Three with them to really care that much about them either. Yeah. And so a lot of Volume Three, I just spent reading it trying to quickly get to the parts that Cleo and Slib and everybody was mm. in because that's the part of the story I care about because you followed them for the first two volumes. Yeah. And at the time, I kind of forgave it. A little bit because I was like, okay, they have to introduce a lot of characters because I assumed it was going to be like a lot of manga where the series runs for, you know, like 30, 50, you know, volumes. So I thought this was just them introducing more characters because they were trying to, for longevity's sake, I guess. Right. Um, And so hearing that five is kind of like the end uh, is really uh, kind of makes me nervous because I felt like uh, volume three was kind of just. It, it was a volume where nothing really happened. It was just mm. introducing a lot of characters. And then towards the end of volume three, it really picked up and kind of got back to the story. It was kind of a Feast for Crows, Dragon Quest edition. Feast for Crows, yeah, kind of, I guess. I don't know. I wouldn't go that far. It's not quite as bad <laughs> as George R. R. Martin going off the rails. But uh, but uh, I can see where you would make that analogy, but I don't think it's as bad as Feast for Crows. <laughs> as someone who's read Feast for Crows uh, twice and who, for reasons I don't even understand I, myself. I didn't know you'd done it twice. Oh, my God. Stop I, it. I read the whole series twice. I read it all the first time and I read it all the second time uh, because just because I was kind of in the mood and I wanted to see, you know, if I, I four was as terrible as I. Uh, remembered it being, and the answer is yes. It's still pretty awful. Yep. Um, but so I, I went, this isn't that bad. But it was kind of like volume three uh, for the manga. Here was just kind of like felt like it was just there to kind of take up space. There was a lot of stuff that I didn't see that maybe it ties into the bigger picture. That's why that's right. why I take this with a grain of salt because you know it may tie into vo- volume four and five really really well. For me, it just kind of felt like a distraction, and um, I just kind of you know, got through it and I haven't, yeah. I've only read it once. And so, like I said, I'm rereading it right now in preparation of four. I'm on volume two right now toward the end of volume two. So I'll be reading volume three probably b- before this episode airs. Cause we're recording on Wednesday it airs on Friday. So I'll, I'll be reading it if not finished with it by then, but I'm hoping that it's better than I remember it being. Cause I was definitely disappointed the first time I read it either way. You know, I highly recommend this series to people, obviously. I mean, we're doing a whole episode on it just because I want to convince people to uh, read it. Yeah. Um, I would love to see a TV show for Dragon Quest Monsters Plus. Kind of like, because it kind of goes along hand-in-hand hand with a show like Pokemon or Yokai Watch. Yeah. 
Um, I think, uh, I think this would make a really interesting show. I think, uh, I mean, I would definitely watch it. I'm, it's Dragon Quest, so part of me is just like shaking my head in disgust and like, oh, we'll never get it in English. <laughs> right, of course. Yeah, I mean, that goes without saying. Like, anytime you mention Dragon Quest and things that you want, it's like, well, that might exist in Japanese. Yeah, and so, you know, if I just, you know, if dreams do come true, <laughs> I would you had hope. your druthers? Yeah, uh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Call I would, back. Uh, I would hope that they would make a TV show and it would come out in English because uh, I've never watched the Pokemon show as an adult, but I loved it as a kid Right uh, when it first came over to the States. Um, I tried watching the Yokai Watch show and it's definitely a kid's show. Is it? And yeah. And you know, my three-year-old really liked it. She really liked the song. It's got a catchy theme song um, for the first season, at least. I, don't know, I think I read that they changed it up, but anyway, um, and but Yokai Watch was fine, but it, I would like to uh, see this in a show form. I gotta admit, like I would uh, really like for it to be a TV show in English one day. That that would be that would be fantastic. There, are, I'm still holding out that I would like Dragon Quest Walk in English more than just about anything else. Which but, uh, which came out so it, today's the 11th, and they actually because I follow it on Twitter, right. you can actually download it right now. It launches tomorrow, September 12th. But you have to, like, do things for oh, it. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I just clicked the link to see if it would let me download it anyway. And it's yeah. like, this app isn't available in your country. Okay. And I, which I knew already, but still, I'm like, curse you. You're kind of <laughs> hoping against hope that it's yeah. like, I'm going to click this just to see if it... Yeah, I get yeah. it. Because I don't know I do. how to download Japanese apps onto my phone. Like, iPhone. I know how to do it on Android, of course, but because it's Android and you can do anything. But I want to get it on, on my iPhone, so... I'm... Well, for for Walk, it won't even work because it's location-based, kind of like Pokemon Go. Yeah. So, I mean, even if you have it on your phone, there's not going to be, like, things, like, around your house that you can go to and, like... You know what I'm saying? So they wouldn't seed it by just uh, by just being there? Do they actually just have the uh, monsters spawning in Japan? I mean, I would assume that it's like Japan or, if, I mean, if the app is available in other Asian countries. I don't like know. I would, I would say that they wouldn't have it programmed in to, you know, kind of like Pokemon Go where like you walk down to the street, into the street here by my house and there's yeah. like, there's like the little like village of North Palm Beach, like right. captain's wheel, you know, and like that's a, that's a pokey stop. Yeah, with the pokey stops and gyms and, and, and there everything. Wouldn't, there wouldn't be that with, with. Dragon Quest Walk because they wouldn't have anything for the states here. Maybe, maybe not. Sack Chief, tell us. Let us know. We know you're going to play <laughs> this. Sack Chief, tell us, please. I, I mean, how would that work though? I mean, they wouldn't have. It's GPS, so they wouldn't have anything for you here. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they have GPS maps, and they would be able to do if it's based on you, know, you being able to fight the monsters and stuff. Who knows? I want to do it. I, I don't think it. I don't think. I think it's impossible, man. Just because, why would they program it in for you to, uh, for you to be able to play it here if it's not coming out in English or anything? Because the way GPS works, if it's based on the player and not the actual, if it's based on where the, if it's based on the player itself spawning things around, that would be different than if it were based on spawning in particular locations. But but what I'm saying is, is I think there's set places, kind of like Pokemon gyms and Pokestops. I think Are there's there? going to be set things in Dragon Quest Walk. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I'm not even talking about like the Pokemon, uh, like Poke Gym, Poke Gems, the gyms and the uh, Poke Stops, but just like the randomly spawning monsters to battle, things like that. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe the monsters would spawn. I, I, I don't know. I don't Who, know. I want to try this. Maybe we'll maybe we'll know more. Uh, I mean, tomorrow. I mean, and it's also Japan, so it should be. When I say tomorrow, it's already tomorrow there, and like. Like right now, right? It is. I I don't know how time works. I get confused. I, I think it is. It's if it's not, it's almost the twelfth there. So uh, so this should be coming out really soon. So hopefully we'll know more. Um, just in terms of Dragon Quest Monsters Plus, you got any uh, final thoughts? Anything you want to add here? That this is one of those manga that I would have avoided probably because it uh, it was manga more than anything else, but I would have been like, oh, that's cool, it exists. But because it was pushed so hard by you and the community, I've actually bought it, which is, you know, a huge step for me, but it's really good. Like, if you, for any reason, have been avoiding manga and not really ever bought it because, like, the the reading backwards from what we're used to in the West is uh, is intimidating or the, the pages have been too chaotic, the art is uh, hard to follow, this one is the opposite of all of that. Like, you still read right to left and uh, up to down, which you always read up to down, but <laughs> that's, not, that's not how I read in English. I don't read from the back to the like, bottom of the page to the top, but it's, uh, it is something that... Uh, uh, I it's a gateway into manga that I think is going to keep working for me. Yeah, cool. And you know, I don't think I really have anything else to add other than you know, highly recommend it. If you've been sitting on the fence about this, please uh, you know follow that link that we've put in here. We've made it really easy for you. Just click the link. Uh, Amazon even has like the one click buying option. So just buy it, read it, uh, and then you know, let us know what you think because. Uh, I really love it. I think uh, I think other people will love it. I think uh, some people just haven't given it the chance. I feel like it kind of flies under the radar sometimes. Yeah. and um, I think that I think that's a shame because I'm and I'm glad that I didn't let it fly under my radar. So y'all don't either. Yeah. So uh, thanks for listening. Thanks to all our Patreon patrons. Thanks for. Uh, everybody that has, uh, you know, talked to us on Twitter, sent us emails in the last few days. Uh, I know some people asked us some questions on Twitter for this episode. Uh, so thanks everybody. And we'll see you next week. Yep. And if you want to contact us, talk about, uh, Dragon Quest, uh, manga, manga plus is all I ever want to call it. If you want to talk about Dragon Quest monsters plus manga or anything else, you can find us on Twitter at Dragon Quest FM. You can email us at social at Dragon Quest FM. You can check out our website and listen to other episodes at Dragon Quest FM. And you can find us individually on Twitter at at underscore Austin underscore King and at Professor Beach. And if you want to check out the other content on our network uh our media network you can go to geek to geekmediacom and join our slack and discord and talk to us there too thanks everybody bye